there's a lot of narcissism in the fitness industry. There are definitely people that go to work out because they, you know, kind of want attention and they kind of enjoy working out in the public space. Hello and welcome to another episode of TOTS. I'm your host, Ben Gardner. Today on the show, I wanted to have my good friend John Flynn on. I am having him on to talk about all things fitness, the gym industry, what we're seeing because of COVID, and we're going to get into all of that in just a second. A huge shout out to our sponsor, Studio 15 Artisans. You're going to hear from them a little bit later. Let's get into it. John, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Ben. Absolutely. So I wanted to start off before we get into any of my other questions um, and ask you about your recent project. You uh, actually formed a partnership with Vans and a a deli in Washington, D.C., is that right? Uh, Just about. I wouldn't take too much credit for it. I mean, it was through um, my entrepreneurship class. I had this past semester with Brian Becker and Michael Hernandez, and I had met Chris Brady from the Timber Pizza and Call Your Mother Bagels uh, companies in D.C., both amazing restaurants, uh, really great food, and I had taught, he'd come to talk with us uh, in class about kind of his journey. And so I was talking with him and Professor Becker after class, introduced myself, um, and like kind of out of that conversation, he offered me an opportunity to potentially work in the summer for him. Obviously, with COVID, that kind of got derailed, but we were able to kind of stay in touch at the whole process. And then during a Zoom class, one of my classmates, Krisha, had suggested, had brought up the fact that Vans is doing a partnership with local businesses to help fundraise uh, during COVID, uh, which involved like you nominate a small business and if they're selected, they get to design a custom pair of shoes. And then like the first 500 pairs, all that, all those proceeds go straight to the business. So I immediately reached, reached out to Chris Brady and said like the color scheme for like call your mother um, would look great on a pair of Vans, especially in the summer. Um, I hope yeah. this helps. like, hopefully this, this pans out. And then like, it was like April 28th, I believe, like I got an email and he's like, what's your shoe size? And I was like, blown away. <laughs> apparently there you go. it apparently worked. Um, so, and they got nominated, which was huge. Like that was really awesome. Like I had no part in like the design process or like, I didn't nominate them or anything. I just kind of reached out in an email and just trying to you know, help a small business out um, in DC. And I'm glad that it worked out for them. It was definitely really rewarding um, to be able to kind of contribute. I know like kind of the goal of the class before everything hit the fan was, you know, what are you going to do to help a small business this semester? Like, how are you gonna make your impact? And then when COVID hit, the message kind of changed to, when you walk into an interview or, you know, you can talk about what you did during COVID and to kind of, a, I guess, achieve that, the goal of the class um, was rewarding. But, you know, I'm just glad that uh, a local business that produces a really great product and has amazing customer service, you know, was able to, you know, get rewarded, I guess, for the, for the brand that they have built um, and, you know, be able to maintain being able like, to pay their employees and stuff like that because right. the small business is – the backbone of this country. And so to be able to help them get the funding that they need to stay afloat, um, is definitely really important. 
That's fantastic and, and absolutely great work. So John, tell me a little bit more about how you got started in the fitness industry and um, why, why you're so interested in it. Yeah, definitely. I would say that my experience is more anecdotal than anything. Um, I, you know, I read a lot of books on health and wellness and just kind of like business in general. Uh, I've been an athlete in high school and a Catholic, uh, and I've grown around the fitness industry. Like my mom played a really you know, influential role in that, having um, gotten into yoga to kind of like lose the baby weight after I was bored. And then that kind of jump-starting her career in the fitness industry as a group X director at Gold's Gym and at Sport and Health. Uh, and the way that she impacted her fellow instructors, her members, uh, and the relationships that she built during that time was really influential on me, taught me a lot about the community side of health and wellness and how it can really have an impact on someone's life, seeing that her, the people that took her class became instructors and then became directors and had a really great career of their own was really important. And so growing up, going to the Gold's Gym Daycare, like at Money Branch, which is now like a, um, which is now a plan of fitness, um, was really great because I met a lot of great people. Um, and when you go to a gym, when you join a gym, I feel that you join a community of like-minded individuals, all geared towards the same goal, albeit they're at different stages. Uh, and then my first job was working at Sport and Health at Lake Forest uh, when I was 15. I started in December of 2013, and then I stopped in May of 2018, working at both Lake Forest and at the North Bethesda location. And I loved every minute of it. I, you know, learned so much about the health and wellness industry, personal training, sales, marketing. And, you know, as working the front desk primarily, I mean, you are the first face of the club when someone walks in the door and you make or break that person's experience based on the way that you treat them. And so that definitely had an impact on how I view the health and wellness industry uh, and its importance, not just providing a space for them to work out, but making sure that they're comfortable in that environment to get yeah. uncomfortable and, and to, you know, feel some discomfort as they, you know, grind towards uh, their fitness goals. Well, it comes down to you. It, it, it really comes down to you because, you know, you could you could have the best culture, the best equipment. You could have fantastic staff, and and all of that is really important. Um, when when I go to a gym, I look for all those things. But at the end of the day, it also comes down to you because you know, given the perfect situation, like you can lead uh, a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Like if if you don't care about your goal enough to to actually get it done and and to like you said, like sweat it out, then it's not going to get done. In sports, um, you always see those those crappy players who. For maybe they're not a crappy player, but they're a player that they screw something up, and immediately it's the equipment. You know, golfers that throw their clubs into the lake when they, you know, screw up a shot. It's like the equipment matters, but at a certain level, like like most equipment, I feel like as long as it meets a certain threshold, like you can't blame it on the equipment. So like if you're not getting it done and you can't bench as much as you want to bench, if you're at one of those cheaper um, gyms, you can't just be like, well, you know, it's because the, the weights clack together too loud because they're all metal and they have no padding or, or this or that. Like at, at a certain point, um, like we talked about earlier, like it, it falls back to you, like that responsibility to, to own that. And instead of blaming your equipment, like to be responsible for your own goal. 
Um, I think, um, I think comfort is important. I mean, again, like you want to be comfortable in the gym. Like you have your superstitions about like your gear. Like when I played like football or rugby, like I was very meticulous about what I wore, like how, what, how I, you know, wanted to look and how I felt comfortable so that when I was comfortable, like I could go out and just play. Uh, and I think being in a gym has something similar like you want to make sure that the equipment's comfortable like you have like the right plates that you're using or whatnot and that's fine but yeah like to your point like at the end of the day like your ability to get it done is you know reflective on you and you know how bad you want it and i mean i think whether you're a personal trainer or it's just you trying to get results like you have to be pretty patient with yourself and understanding that you're gonna have some off days and you might have a bad workout but at least you got the workout in uh and at least you're doing it and you're out there. You're still doing it, right? And yeah. that's something to be applauded. And those are the days that count more than the days where you're feeling good and you feel like you want to um, get out there and get to work. So but yeah, nothing in nothing in life that's worth anything is easy or free. Like it's going to take work. And I think um, you know, for me at least, like I've been on and off, um, you know, being in the gym and for me, like you just said, like that, that's the truest thing that, that you've said this whole time is like those off days count more than your on days. Like when I go to the gym and I'm really, I'm really pumping it and I'm feeling really good and I'm, you know, hitting new, hitting new weights that I wouldn't have been able to hit before, or I'm able to do more reps and things like that. You feel great, but I I feel like it's kind of just like success to me. Like when you have success and you don't know failure, you didn't actually learn anything. All, all that you were told is whatever you happened to do in that moment worked. But I feel like, and, and I relate, you know, the gym and all this stuff, I think it's all very similar to business where it's like if you are absent of failure and you don't have failure and you're not comfortable with it, you're not actually learning ever, anything. So like going to the gym and, and you just have an off day, like you're tired or you ate something weird and you're just not, you're not putting up as much as you should. I think you're going to learn so much more about yourself in those moments than on those really good days. Uh, moving on. So Planet Fitness, I, I have to know your opinions about about that company because I think that they do things so differently and a lot of people like it and a lot of people don't. But I think the main thing that I want to hear your comments on are is the, uh, the Lunk Alarm. And so for people who don't know, if you go to Planet Fitness, they have this, uh, I would call it like a, it's not a siren light. It, they have basically a siren and then a little, you know, spinning light. And basically if someone is being what they would call lunk and smacking their weights together or grunting really loud and, and just being really extra, that thing goes off, to, I guess to kind of shame them. So, so what do you think about that kind of a system? Well, I, I think that, um, as a whole, like I am fascinated and just like really, I guess like I have a lot of respect for the business model of planet fitness. Um, definitely because like you're able to charge like 10, 20 bucks a month and you have basically no overhead. Uh, as a company. So that's why the weights at Planet Fitness only go up to like a certain point or they don't have like plates or free weight like bench presses. It's all like mostly machines. Now I haven't 
worked out in one, but um, and I haven't been to one in quite some time. So I mean, things may have changed, but they keep those weights, you know, pretty low so that they don't have to pay like a liability um, as like insurance or whatnot. So like I, right. I really expect that, and they're able to cater to a demographic that might be low income. Um, or just may not want to be a, a bodybuilder, right? And I think you look at a company like Gold's Gym, and like that's founded on bodybuilding. It's you know where Arnold Schwarzenegger worked out, like in like Venice Beach, California, I think. And so like each or like Equinox is a very like high end um, kind of like kind of club, and has a lot of like the I guess like the spot amenities. Same with like Lifetime. Um, so I think Planet Fitness has definitely found its niche and its target market, and I think right. might be able to weather the storm a little bit better than any other clubs because like they're not paying that like massive like liability. So like Gold's Gym, for example, like you just said, Gold's Gym is is uh, founded by Arnold Schwarzenegger. I I cannot say his name right, but that that's a completely different experience and a culture and and all of that. Um, but you know they just filed for bankruptcy. So, and they're listing, you know, coronavirus is the issue. Um, what is there to be said about, you know, the business model of Planet Fitness and who they're targeting versus Gold's Gym? And, and why would Planet Fitness succeed over something like Gold's Gym? Is it just because they're so different or what, what do you think? Um, well, I think that um, as far as like Planet Fitness is concerned, I think like just from like the... I guess like a psychological perspective as like you're a member of a gym and it's kind of like during this time. And I, I imagine that people have canceled memberships every which way with all their clubs or like there are clubs that are offering, you know, like contract extensions in, in exchange for getting waived like the months that they're closed, like that kind of stuff. But it, on a normal day or like on a given, given time frame where you know, you may not be going to the gym all the time and you see like that thirty nine ninety nine come out of your, your bank account versus like $10 for a club. Like it looks a little bit different and because you're not paying as much for like Planet Fitness, like you're kind of less inclined to cancel. And then also right. you pay like 20 bucks a month. You can go to any club in the country as a member of Planet Fitness, which is a really huge amenity and other other gyms will probably charge a, a, a greater fee uh, for that kind of uh, for that kind of luxury. Um, but kind of going back to what you brought up about like the lunk alarm at like Planet Fitness, I get it and I understand it because I think that there's a lot of narcissism in the fitness industry. There are definitely people that go to work out because they you know kind of want attention and they kind of enjoy working out in the public space, you know, and throwing around weight and just kind of, you know, for lack of a better term, just kind of being a douche. But <laughs> I mean, or you had like the people that are like the self-proclaimed fitness gurus that are all over Instagram and it's like, okay, I mean. Yeah, how do you feel about those people? Because to me, I, I like working out and I like when people are happy that they exercise and stuff. I cannot stand these people on Instagram that are like, I guess the the stereotypical like gym rat, but like everyone has to know that I'm working out. And then they bring in like the influencer side of that. How, how do you feel about these people? Well, I mean, I think that if you're trying to build your own brand, I think that's great. 
Um, I think that there's a time and a place, but I don't think that those people are necessarily cognizant of the way that their behavior affects the rest of the dynamic in the club, right? Like their people are at the gym for different reasons, right? Some people just kind of want to get in, do their cardio. Some people, maybe they're early on in their fitness journey and they're not so comfortable with being on camera or getting filmed working out while, you know, they're just trying to go grab a, grab a couple dumbbells or whatever. They don't want to kind of be in the background and I respect that. And that has a lot of do with privacy. So, and I think that goes counter to what, what I think a gym should be, which is a really comfortable environment for people to feel confident and comfortable with just getting uncomfortable. And when you have people that kind of disrupt that by filming themselves, working out, kind of showing off a little bit, I think that you can feel a little bit self-conscious. You can kind of feel almost inferior. Uh, I have no problem with someone coming in wearing like a sleeveless tee. Like I do it all the time. Or like I wear rugby shorts when I work out because they're incredibly comfortable. Um, but I'm not doing that necessarily like, I guess like Peacock or like attract attention. Like I'm doing it just cause it's comfortable. It makes me feel good. But the last thing I want to do is make someone else in the gym feel uncomfortable by what I'm doing or what I'm wearing. Right. And yeah. I think you look a lot less approachable if you know, you're kind of flaunting for like social media and stuff like that. I just, I don't think it's fair to everybody else in the gym or even like the personal trainers that work there. Right. Um, I think that if you're going to put stuff on social media, do like crazy workouts for like social media exposure for your club, if you're a personal trainer at gym, I think that's a great idea. And I think that it's fun and entertaining to do so, but I think you should make sure that everyone else around you is comfortable with it. And I think that someone using a gym to build their own personal brand and not necessarily like give credit to the club itself or could be to the detriment of that club too. Like you were saying, like it, it could totally flaw people's experience. Yeah. If you have a reputation that, you know, like I, I hate going to work out at this club because all these people just, they film each other all the time. Like it's really unfortunate. I mean, now some people do it to check their form for like, you know, complex movements like a power clean or like a, a clean and jerk or a snatch um, or even squat form, like that's right. different than just filming yourself for like Instagram or something. I mean, you can, I mean, it's gotten bad too. Like my, my gym has banned, uh, any sort of videotaping, um, in the free weights room and, and any other rooms like that, because it was getting to the point where people were complaining because they're like, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to be in this situation where someone is filming. I don't want to be in the background. I don't want to, you know, it goes back to like that lunk alarm that, that planet fitness has. It's like, if, if you're being a douche, they're going to call you out for it instead of recording yourself and putting yourself on social media to like be like an influencer, like you can, you don't have to you just cut out the middleman and just be kind and respectful and compassionate and positive and to your, to everybody else in the gym. Yeah. Be like some mutual respect there. I love that. Yeah. Spread that positivity and, and be that person for somebody that, that is going to kind of push them up that extra step. I mean, there's also something to be said about like, don't be 
a friggin' creep about it. Like, you know, like, like, oh, that person's really attractive. And you walk up and you're just like, hey, you, you look really good. You know, they just want to gaze at certain people and make certain people uncomfortable in another way. And so that's like, that's the other thing why I think cell phones and video cameras and stuff like that should kind of be banned in clubs. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's creepy. Like that's supposed to be a place where you shouldn't be judged for how you look. And, and I mean, honestly, whether you're, you know, ripped and you look great or you're, you know, super fat and unhealthy, like everyone is there for a goal and they're clearly actively working towards that goal. Um, so there like you, yeah. And, and it's, it's who you are. Like you really can't hide like who you are, like at a gym. I mean, like you, you, once you really get into a workout, like you can't, like you're making yourself really vulnerable and that has to be treated with a ton of respect and a ton of compassion and a ton of empathy because that's not easy no matter what you look like or no matter where you are as far as your fitness goals are concerned. And I think with the lung alarm, I think, I think it's a really novel idea and I think it kind of follows suit with their business model. But at the same time, like someone shouldn't be ashamed for like working really hard like there are some rules that it's like- kind of hypocritical if you think about it, because it's supposed to be such a safe gym and safe place for people who might not typically that you wouldn't see in the gym. I mean, I, I've gone a couple times and it seems to me like like a lot of the people there are trying to lose weight and trying to better themselves. And there's not to me like a whole lot of people that I've seen that like I would say like they definitely have a passion for fitness and, and they they care and they, they keep themselves up. Like, I, I definitely think it's kind of like, I'm trying to work on myself and be in a safe place. So when, you know, when someone comes into that and they're kind of showing off, like, yeah, that sucks. But also, isn't it just as bad to call that person out and like basically hum- humiliate that person? Like, what if what if that's their way of like feeling good about doing their workout? And like, you, you don't know what that person's story is. So I, I agree with you. I, I see that too, but again, like if you have to think about like if you thought as like you thought of like different clubs as like as far as like tiers go, like Planet Fitness is like bare bones, like tier one, cardio focused machines, yep. that kind of stuff. So like I don't think like and again, like it's it's kind of a tough kind of line to to balance because with the with with a place like Planet Fitness, like some people just like work really hard and like, um, like you can kind of tell when someone's like going over the top, like they're slamming weights on the ground or they're like grunting really hard, or like they're yelling or trying to be like they're trying to show off. Yeah, and like that that shouldn't be acceptable really in any gym. And I think that as a staff, like it's pretty easy to just like sound the alarm or whatever and kind of like hide behind that rather than actually like go up to that person and say, Hey, like have a conversation, I'm getting a really great workout in, but like what you're doing is making the other members uncomfortable and it's impacting their ability to get a workout in. So like, if you could tone it down, like I'd really appreciate it. Like if you're doing deadlifts or if you're like bench pressing or you're squatting or like power cleaning, like, you might drop weights, like you might exert a little bit of energy, you might like grunt a little bit, but like you can tell when that's over the top and it's literally just attention seeking. Yeah, and to that point, like Planet Fitness is not the place to do 
a whole bunch of deadlifting, right? Like, as we've said, it's like kind of bare bones. It's cardio focused. It's people that, you know, might want to lose weight or they're trying to get into fitness. It's not really the place for you to be trying to deadlift, you know, hundreds of pounds and slamming them everywhere, right? Yeah, that's not, it's not the place. Like you do that in like your, your, your gym weight room, like, like at school or whatnot, like there's a, there's a time and a place for that kind of work and that kind of place. And so like, that's why I think like CrossFit boxes have been really disruptive to the market because they're creating a space for that kind of workout. Right. And it's, they're loud. Yeah. And it's loud and it's like, it's intense. Right. And there's something we said for that, but they realize that like, okay, we need to create a place where you can get this kind of work in and you can really get into it and like at at a whole other level. And so I think planet fitness's market is just people that are trying to get into the fitness industry, just trying to go to a place where they can get some good cardio in, or they can, you know, start getting introduced to weightlifting. And I think that's really great because I feel like you can walk into like a gym like Equinox or Sport Health and Gold's Gym or like a place where there's a lot more amenities and a lot more machines and all that stuff. And you can get kind of overwhelmed as a novice in health and wellness and just kind of like that alone is a bit like scary for someone. So when they go into yeah. the fitness, you're with very familiar equipment. You're with you're familiar with like Smith machines that are designed to help, you know, keep you safe or treadmills that are easy to operate or ellipticals, like that kind of stuff. And I think that more gyms should be like accommodating to that. And I think that's something that Planet Fitness does like a really great job of. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think there's also something to be said about as you progress in your own personal fitness journey, I think you have such a responsibility to take a look around at where you're working out. And, you know, I'm not forcing anybody to to switch gyms if they're having financial issues. But I think you kind of do if you have a responsibility, you if you are financially sound, I think you do have a responsibility as you progress in your fitness journey to also progress maybe in the gym that you're working out. If you start at a tier one, um, let's call it like a, a safe gym, you know, cause that's kind of what they've, they've marketed it as. And as, as you said, you know, they keep the weights low so that they don't have to, you know, fill out all those waivers and everything. Like if you start there and you progress beyond that, don't stay at that gym. Like, uh, like it's great that if you love that, um, and, and the people there and that's fantastic. But if, if you're looking to do more complicated things and that gym doesn't readily offer them or make space to do that, it, it's time to move up into a better gym. Um, start off at like planet fitness and you're like overweight and you just want to get into fitness. You want to just start losing weight and feeling really good about yourself. And then after like a year, year and a half, you lost that weight and you're like, I kind of want to get into bodybuilding. Like I want to get shredded. I want to get ripped. Like trying to accomplish that at a planet fitness is going to be a lot more difficult than being like, I'm just going to switch gyms and go to like golds or where there's more of that culture of bodybuilding because gold's gym is rooted in bodybuilding. It's about having a collective community. Like you said earlier, that has a common goal. Um, and I think when you get to maybe like a mid tier, you know, that has, that has a lot of range, you know, that, that might be a good place to stay. But I think if you're looking for something specific, 
you should go to a specific gym. All right, we are going to take a quick break from this episode to hear a word from our sponsor. But when we get back, John and I are going to sit down and we're going to talk about how gyms can reopen, what their strategy should be, and how that's going to get done. So stay tuned. Our sponsor is, of course, Studio 15 Artisans and their lovely matte prints. I have been talking about these guys for so long, I cannot even remember. I have one of these gorgeous maps sitting on my wall. I look at it all the time. It was first in my apartment in DC, but then because of coronavirus and graduation, I've moved back to the house. So it is now with me there. And honestly, I have to say, as I look at it right now, it's it's really helping me. You know, it's, it's very tough for a lot of people to not be able to go to their favorite places. Um, and I'm not even just talking about like around the world. I just mean like your favorite place to be you know, around you. And and for me, for the past four years, I've been in DC for nine months out of the year and going to school there, it's been fantastic. All of my friends were there and, you know, COVID hit hard and, and caused a lot of issues. And so adjusting to that and not being able to be in one of my favorite places on the planet um, has also been hard. So for me, being able to have an image of DC, the place where I spent the last four years, met some of my best friends, and, and to have it here, I thought I would talk about what it means to me and, and just how special it is to be able to have that and look at it and say, okay, I can pick out my university, where it would be on the map right there, I can pick out where the White House would be, the monuments, it really does help. And so that's what Studio 15 Artisans would like to provide for you through Juanita's adventures and these beautiful art print maps, what you're gonna do is they're gonna hook you up a little bit. You're gonna go to juanitas.etsy.com, okay? And then you're gonna find your favorite map print of your favorite place, and then you're gonna use code SAFETRAVELS, and that is all capitals. That is gonna hook you up with 15% off that map print. You will feel better after getting it in your place. Trust me, take it from me, I already own one. Do yourself a favor and grab one of these beautiful map prints today. Trust me, you will be better off for it. All right, we're going to get right back to our episode with John Flynn, and we're going to talk about how COVID-19 has affected that industry and how they're going to come back from it. I think right now we're at an interesting point. Um, I, I think I've called this moment in time an interesting point like too many friggin' times. Um, but we, we are really in an interesting point in human history, American history, where we are seeing everything shut down because of COVID. Um, some things are opening back up. So I guess my last question to you is, where do you see gyms in, in three months? And, and how are they going to come out of this situation that we've had with COVID? Um, keeping in mind that, that some places that are very popular and used to do very well, like a Gold's Gym, are, are currently filing for bankruptcy? Well, I think a lot of businesses in general, not just gyms, like the ones that are financially sound are able to weather the storm, the ones that aren't can't. Now, certain business models rely on consistent um, income, like a gym, if you're constantly trying to sign members up and you're making a huge push for sales, and gyms, nationwide are struggling because you know March, well april and may are huge for getting people to sign up to get that beach body or that you know be able to you know feel confident going to the pool and like all that stuff you want to be like you want to have that summer bod 
And so I think it's hurt a lot of businesses. Um, like I know that like the U S fitness brand was trying to open up a couple there's, they're trying to open up a new, new location in Olney. And so like their ability to get memberships have pre-open have kind of dipped. So I think a lot of places are hurting. So I think it's kind of like reflective of like the company's maybe financial, financial structure and the performance of their clubs like leading up to this pandemic like how much capital do you have saved like i think that some businesses succeed in spite of themselves in spite of like a maybe a poor culture or like poor financial structure and gyms that already aren't doing well like are like starting to now are starting to kind of reap the consequences leading up to this time i think that i think my experience with gold gym has always been really positive um i mean i've been to some locations that are a lot nicer than others um where management is better than others and like i guess where like the cleanliness is better than others depends on location and staff and and all that too because it is a chain actor like um but like i as far as like gold gym is concerned like it's really unfortunate like you hate to see gyms like that closed down um and especially as or at least file for bankruptcy uh i'm not sure like exactly in the details of it but it's kind of sad to see because gold's gym is rooted in americana and bodybuilding and all that stuff and it it's been home to a lot of people um but as you see places like lifetime LA Fitness and now like the Sport and Health One Life brand like really picking up steam along with Planet Fitness, then I mean you start to see that like that's just part of it is like the free market, and if Gold's Gym was starting to go under, COVID might have just accelerated that because other fitness companies are more more stable in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think we're seeing that with a lot of businesses too. It's like, you know, as much as they would like to say like oh it's all covid related like is it actually I, I feel like a lot of businesses um and and i think back to um an interview that i did a couple weeks ago with brian becker um and uh he his whole comment was like there's no better time to fail than right now because if you've been having consistent issues and you fail right now like you, you can say it was covid it was COVID. Yeah, COVID, COVID did us in. And you don't have to have, say, that more challenging conversation about, well, maybe we weren't actually as good as we thought we were. And maybe our business model wasn't as strong as we thought it was. So I think that's also being exposed to is, is a lot of these places that are maybe closing their doors might not just be because of COVID. It might be, you know, some sort of systematic issue that they've been having. Yeah, ego is the enemy for sure. Um, and... I, I really, I mean, it, it is kind of a shame kind of to see, I mean, Gold's Gym, I guess, to have to, to face that situation, um, especially having been one of the larger chains uh, in the U.S. Um, but I'm not sure, like, again, like Planet Fitness captured this market share where it was like, I don't necessarily want to go to Gold's Gym and be around all these, like, sweaty bodybuilders or whatnot, you know? Like, I that's not my... That's not my scene. I'd rather go somewhere a little bit more comfortable and like just be able to just hop on the treadmill and maybe move some free weights a little around or 
I'm looking for a place like Sport and Health or Equinox or a Lifetime that's a little bit more modern and has a little bit more amenities. Like Lifetime is, I mean, it's kind of like the Swiss Army knife of of fitness companies right now. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of that disruption, and um, you know, we hope that we are going to be on the better side for it, and and that we'll get an alternative to Golds that that hopefully is even better. Um, but you know, you just never know. Well, hey, John, thank you so much for coming on Tots and uh, and talking to me about everything gym-related. I really appreciated it, and I uh, hope we can have you on the show again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, and that is going to do it for this episode. Again, big thanks to John Flynn for coming on and enlightening us about the world of fitness and gyms and everything going on right now with COVID-19. Uh, really, really appreciate him coming on, and hopefully we can have him on in the future. I hope you guys had a fantastic time listening along with us and enjoying this podcast. If you want to listen to other episodes, we can be found on every single platform you listen to podcasts. So go check out some of our other episodes there. You can also go to both of our websites, www.totspodcast.com and www.marketwithben.com forward slash tots. Those places also have all of the episodes and also a link to our Patreon If you really enjoyed this episode or you are a frequent listener, please consider becoming a patron and supporting the channel and everything that we do. I hope you had a fantastic week and I'll see you next time.